get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Grins Moment on 101 ESPN. Randy Carricker is out today. Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider at The Athletic, is sitting in for Randy and I'm Michelle Smallman. But let's head to the Brown and Group and Celebrity Line and welcome in David Perron, our weekly chat with David. Good morning. How are you doing, David? Doing well. How about you? We're doing great. Thanks. First things first, we know you have kids. So how was your Halloween? Did you dress up or do anything special with them? Uh, Sunday night, so we had a lot of fun. And uh, throughout the uh, afternoon, we went trick-or-treating with the kids and uh, just kind of around our neighborhood. Uh, made a fun day. It was great. Uh, obviously, they, they enjoy getting as much candy as possible. So it turned out to be a great day. David, I, I love seeing when the Blues post the uh, pictures of the players from their team party. And do you agree with me on this? Does Robert Bortuzzo not come up with the best costumes? <laughs> For those who didn't see the picture yesterday, dressed up as uh, the Peloton guy, actually on the Peloton with the outfit, just terrific. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, Bortuzzo had a great costume for sure. Uh, with that picture, I saw that uh, yesterday as well. Um, there was a couple other ones too that th- didn't even come out, but they were great pictures. Just kind of inside jokes uh, within the room, which was great. Uh, the boys had fun, and uh, we're just uh, thankful and lucky that we were able to do that night where uh, last year we weren't able to. So um, it was perfect. David, last week we talked to you about your chemistry with Ryan O'Reilly, and you said that you guys just click on the ice in a way that you haven't really clicked with many guys like that in your career. So what's it been like for you having so much time with him? He's he's so consistent and there for the Blues. What's it like for you to not have him out there on the ice? Yeah, well, it's, it's different for sure, and uh, we, we kind of keep dealing with the COVID stuff with who's so uh, going on there too, so... Definitely, it's an adjustment every time you change uh, lines. Uh, but, I mean, i play with almost every guy on the team uh, over the last few years. So, it's not been too bad. I think the guys have done a good job. We play a pretty solid team game uh, against Chicago. And uh, now we're on the road trip, uh, hopefully getting Sauter back and uh, keep moving forward. And Jordan Bennington mentioned after that game versus Chicago that Ryan O'Reilly still texting the boys, firing you guys up. How active has he been on the group thread? Because I imagine it's difficult for yeah. him to sit at home and not be there with you guys. I, I think he's itching to get out uh, and get on the ice. Uh, I mean, let alone uh, even in the summer. I don't even know if he takes more than one day off uh, off the ice. So I, I don't know what he's been doing to uh, or, or if he's been able to work out or do anything, uh, depending on how he's feeling, all that stuff. Like, seems like he's doing pretty well now and he's looking forward i don't know exactly when he's uh 
able to come out of the COVID protocol, but uh, we're definitely looking uh, forward to having back. David, a lot of people have been asking me this year, talking about that team chemistry and, and O'Reilly being in the group chat there, uh, that it's really good this year. And, and kind of an example of that was you slipping into the press conference the other day for Tory Krug. Uh, for those people who missed it, Tory Krug was up at the podium talking to the media, and David sat down with the reporters. And as soon as Tory Krug saw it, he slipped in an answer. He said, well... Perry was over there stick handling, doing nothing, so I had to shoot the puck. Just first, uh, that moment uh, when he saw you, did you figure he was going to chirp you? And, and secondly, just the team chemistry seems to be off the charts so far. Yeah, well, he, I guess he just went by me without even uh, noticing. He just kind of slipped in the room and, and got ahead of me, so I was I had to be waiting outside, so I just told Caruso I'll just wait in, in, uh, in the conference room there. And sure enough, like you said, when he saw me, uh, I'm, I'm an easy target, I think, on this team to, to be chirping, and it's uh, it's totally fine with me. I think we have fun that way. We, we become tighter, and uh, yeah, like uh, I, I think like even that trip to Vail before the season, all, all those little things that we weren't able to do over the past year and a half uh, make a big difference in the end. And uh, I mean, so so hopefully we keep keep, keep that up. David, speaking of Tory Krug, he was on with Cam Jansen and Andy Strickland on their podcast, and he had this to say about you. He said, man, did I hate that guy. I never liked him. I didn't understand how good he was. That has to happen a lot in the NHL when you have such fierce competitions with different guys and you don't like them, and then all of a sudden they're on your team, and you have a, a different perspective of them. Yeah, well, I felt the same, and I didn't want it. I uh, wouldn't want it to be any other way. Like, uh, I guess you want to be uh, hard to play against or annoying to play against, and uh, I take pride in that for sure. And uh, I mean, I didn't have to say it on that podcast. I, I was pretty aware of it without, <laughs> uh, without him saying anything, and I think it was the same on the other side too. And uh, that's what makes it fun to play with him on the power play. To be honest, I I just feel like uh, watching him over the years, how smart he is with the puck. Uh, he gives me a lot of split seconds this decision that a lot of times you have pressure from the uh, other penalty uh, kill and uh, he gives me probably half a second more often than, than people realize to make a, a, a nicer play than maybe he had and uh, I think that's part of why we've had some success uh, together uh, over the last little while in the power play. Yeah, I think Krug followed it up by saying that he eventually got your phone number and he said, well, I think I'll wait a few days before I call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I texted uh, when he signed, I texted uh, Berger on, uh, on Boston and I just asked him for his number just to welcome him, send him a text. And uh, that's kind of where the story uh started, I guess. Hey, David, uh, we had Mike McKenna on yesterday, the St. Louis native, um, and he obviously 35 games in the NHL with a, a number of teams, but he was out at your practice a couple days ago, and I got to admit, he, he looked pretty good. What do you think about uh, Mike McKenna between the yeah. pipes at that practice? Yeah, no, it was uh, last uh, last minute phone call for, for Mike to come in practice. Uh, I mean, not much of a warm-up. I don't know if he's uh, been playing hockey at all uh, recently, but he looked pretty good. Uh, he obviously looked like he had fun, and I'm sure uh, for him now that he's, he's retired for a couple of years at least, uh, just to get the chance to come out with the boys. And I think I saw pictures. Uh, his family came, uh, his daughters came to see him uh, at practice too. So 
cool little moment for him. I thought he looked great. So if, if we ever need a goalie uh, again, uh, we'll definitely uh, be able to call him. Yeah, and I bring it up because everyone knows by now that Billy Huso is on the COVID list and it looks like he's going to be out and miss a few games. The Blues have recalled Joel Hofer. Not a lot of Blues fans know much about Hofer, a uh, draft pick of a couple years ago. In the limited time that you've seen Joel Hofer on the ice, what do you notice? Do you think he's ready for this if Craig Bruby needs to use him? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. He's uh, done a good job to stay sharp even through the last year when he was in the taxi squad for most of the year. Uh, so I think Hope is definitely uh, ready when he's, he's called upon. Uh, playing four games, I'm sure he's going to end up playing one of them, maybe the back-to-back. Um, and it's a great opportunity for him to, to show that he's ready. And, uh, I mean, we're going to be there to support him, play as good a game as we can in front of him. And uh, that's, that's what we're, we're expected out of him for sure. David Perron joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line here on 101 ESPN. David, we talked a lot today about the hot start that your team has had, 6-1-0. and Is there a certain point in the season where you feel really confident that you know what your team is or what they're capable of? Is there is there a certain tent pole that you look for each season and you say, okay, I'm pretty confident in what we have, or at least knowing in what we have? Um. Yeah, like I, I still think we're in the early part of the season. I definitely think by a lot of times it's almost like the Thanksgiving mark uh, is always something that's been given from managers or or coaches throughout the league where you kind of know where your team identity is. And definitely for us, uh, I think we're getting there. I think we're very close. Definitely just I think the last uh, with, with Sauter and O'Reilly kind of changed a little bit of that. Uh, but definitely uh, I think we're, we're close to that and we're hoping we keep going through Thanksgiving and, and through the end of the year playing some, some solid hockey. You touched on playing with some different line mates with uh, O'Reilly out, and I know you've, you've played with uh, Kairou a little bit for the past year and a half, but uh, Mike McKenna said yesterday that was the one guy that really caught his eye, caught his attention. You know, Kairou head up, he'd pick a spot, find the shot, and, and he had his number in that uh, practice. Yeah. Just, David, you have such an eye for that kind of stuff. What do you see from Jordan Kairou, and how has he been able to carry that over to this year and, and become that breakout player that everybody thought? Well, I think from the first time, even myself, when I saw Jordan uh, skate, like I think it was three years ago at his first training camp, he's an impressive guy to, to see on the ice, uh, the way he skates, the way he can shoot the puck and and uh, try and make a difference. And definitely in practice, you see even more with more time. Um, uh, obviously, as he keeps learning, the NHL keeps learning the, the, how to play the pro game, all that stuff. Uh, he's only going to get better. I, I think definitely teams are going to try and adjust his speed, know how good he is, and things like that. But I also think he's going to get better. He's going to get smarter with each puck decision that he gets um, when it's time to to make a deke or not. And uh, I, I obviously think he's still a young guy. He's going to get better every single day doing that. He's very impressive in, in practices, and that's why he's getting the opportunities that he's getting in the game. And he, he's done a great job um, early on in the season. And um, now it's kind of like showing that consistency every single night through 82 games. I think it's going to be his first 82 game schedule for us. Um, so we're excited to see him play. Yeah, just to wrap up here, your other line mate right now, Braden Chen, kind of a scare the other night when he goes hard into the boards and then he gets yeah. taken off the ice for concussion protocol. You know, I guess we'll see if he's on the ice. I imagine he will be uh, after taking a practice off a couple days ago. He'll be back out there today. But a scare, but gosh, you guys got to get so much energy motivation when you see number 10 come back out on the ice. Yeah, it was surreal, to be honest with you. I was like, uh, first shift he came out, I think we had just scored a goal, and he went out to face off. I was like, how the heck is he out there right now? It's, uh, I couldn't believe it. And uh, then he went back out. 
uh, kind of a bit of uh, uncertainty. But uh, yeah, like it's it's great. He's obviously one of our biggest leaders. He steps up to the plate at different moments, different situation when the team needs him to uh, maybe respond to some stuff that happened last year with Kadri and, and Falk, or if we need a big goal, or uh, honestly, like even a offensive defensive situation. Uh, that's the reason why uh, he's signed long term. He's, uh, he's, I think he's obviously after O'Reilly probably our biggest leader. So it's great to, to see him come back every time. Great stuff as always from David Prime. David, thanks so much for the time, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Doc. Too. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. That's David Prime with Jeremy Rutherford and Michelle Smallman here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.